Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. It is Thursday, November 18th, and this is the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am your host, Lance Glenn, filling in for Blair Angulo once more this week. Believe he will be back and ready to go next week on Tuesday. We are pumping out the emergency episodes left and right, along with our normal three episodes each week, hitting on coach firings, hopefully some soon-to-be coach hirings, and of course, big commitments as well. Remember that if you like what you hear, make sure to give us those five-star ratings and those reviews wherever you get your podcast. On today's episode, we are going to take a look at the 2023 quarterback class. Arch Manning, Dante Moore, Nico Iamaleava, and Malachi Nelson are the top four to name a few. And who better to join us on the line now than 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Analyst Cooper Patagna to help break it all down. Cooper, how are we doing? Thanks so much for coming on. We're doing great, Lance. Appreciate you having me on. Recruiting's uh, rankings release is always a exciting day for me, Gabe, and, and Chris, and good to hear everybody's opinions. And uh get to learn a little bit from the fans what what they like and what they don't like. So it's a uh, it's an exciting day for us. So let's jump right into that excitement. And I want to start with the top quarterback in the 2023 class, Arch Manning. Look, he's obviously the one getting the most buzz in this class, as I mentioned, both the top quarterback and the top player in the 2023 class. With him, I want to ask about his fit with some of the schools recruiting him, like a Texas, Ole Miss, Alabama, Clemson, to name a few. Is there a school uh, on your mind or maybe multiple schools of the ones I just mentioned that stylistically fit him the best or, or that he would fit the best if he were to decide to, uh, to go to that program? I think he has a, an adaptable skill set. So I think, you, you know, you look at probably the the top three programs in pursuit of Arch Manning, I would say Georgia, Alabama, Texas, and then Clemson on the outside of that as well. I think he has an opportunity to fit at all those schools. I really look at Georgia with a really strong offensive line. Obviously, that's what Kirby Smart has built there with some really good uh, opportunistic perimeter talent and a really strong run game. I think that's a really natural fit for his game as a distributor and as a facilitator. You look at the minds uh, that are kind of involved in this race as well. Bill O'Brien, Steve Sarkeesian, some of these guys in the NFL experience that they've had really good at tailoring a style and a scheme around the talent that they have. So I don't think that's going to be as big as a question for him moving on to the next level. Uh, I think it's more about the play caller and how they tailor that offense around what Arch Manning does well. And so you have behind Arch Manning in the top 247 rankings, Malachi Nelson is the second rated quarterback. Nico Iamaleava is three and Dante Moore is four. First, I'll ask you this. How big is the gap between Arch at one and Nelson, Nico and Moore at two through four? Is there a chance they could catch him at the top or is that gap just too large that it would be tough for one of those guys to ultimately surpass Arch once the final rankings are released months from now? Yeah, well, I wrote an article about this today, and I think this is super fascinating, especially as we kind of get into the offseason, we go through that summer cycle, we get to see these guys live, have more exposure of these guys. But the one guy that has catapulted into this conversation 
is Nico. And I'm, I'm struggling on pronouncing his last name. So I'm going to just call him Nico for right now. But Nico and Malachi Nelson. And I do think that gap can be closed. I think Malachi Nelson is one of the more pure passers in this class. I think one of the reasons you like him so much is the fit at the next level with head coach Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. It's a beautiful fit. We've seen it now with Caleb Williams. We've seen it with Spencer Radler before that, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, so on and so forth. So I think Malachi Nelson is definitely a guy that's going to remain in the mix there. And then Nico is kind of this guy that you look at him, he's six, five and a half. He's 190 pounds plus. He's kind of got this slender frame, but he is a very pure passer. Um, so as you continue to see him grow and develop, you know, really where he is right now in the top five is just for him has shown what we believe his ability and what his ceiling to be. And he's going to continue to grow and develop into that. Um, but in terms of that race for number one, I do think it's alive and well. I think Arch is in a really good position in terms of holding those guys off. But I do think two and three, Malachi and Nico, certainly have positioned themselves well down the stretch. And, and what about Dante Moore? Because it, it's interesting you talk about Malachi Nelson and Nico as being the guys who realistically have the best chance to possibly catch Arch, obviously, depending on how they develop. But what about Dante Moore, obviously, sitting uh, in that four spot in terms of the, the four 2023 QBs right now? Where does he have to improve to you know, possibly make that jump from four to three or from four to two, and then ultimately to where Arch is. He's a super interesting conversation because when you look at him, there's a lot of similarities between what we saw in this last year's draft at the top. You kind of got Trevor Lawrence, who's very established, similar to Arch in terms of what he's done in his high school career, right? Like there's this bigger sample size with Arch. He is 24 and five as a starter. He's got over a 65% completion rate throughout his career. And then there's Malachi Nelson, you know, who is extremely gifted, right? So if you want to compare him to to Zach Wilson, maybe a little bit smaller of a sample size. And then there's this Trey Lance and Mac Jones conversation, right? With San Francisco, who they traded up to number three. And that's that's kind of the analogy that I like to use. You know, you're looking at these guys and how are they different, right? And I think Nico is this guy uh, who has a ton of developmental upside in a very high ceiling where Dante Moore is probably one of the safest bets at the quarterback position in this class with an extremely high floor who plays with a very intuitive game and within himself. Um, And what I mean by that, he relies more on the subtleties of the game in terms of the intuition, the timing, anticipation, accuracy. It's all the little things that he does exceptionally well. So in terms of that, him moving up, that I think would be difficult. I think he is really what he is. Now, I think there's going to have to be a program out there that embraces that, understands that, and is going to surround him uh, with the right supplemental pieces. And, you know, we call that the three P's, right? Like protection, play calling, playmakers, all three of those things in that environment have to be right for Dante Moore. And I think Dante Moore, if you surround him with those, those three, has a chance to be one of the more efficient passers out of this quarterback recruiting class. So of those four that we've obviously been talking about, and I guess the answer to this question kind of hinges on where they end up going, but if they go somewhere and their services are needed right off the bat, that could obviously you know sway what someone would say. But who do you think right now is the most ready to jump in if needed as a true freshman and play right away of those four of Arch, Dante, Nico, and Malachi? Yeah, I would say three of the four, you know, and I think Arch is 
from a processing standpoint and from a physical standpoint, from a trade standpoint, he's ready. I mean, obviously there's going to be a learning curve in terms of when he gets to the next level and he's going to have to continue to grow and develop into the player that one day he will ultimately be. I think Malachi Nelson, what we've seen with with Caleb Williams, there's this a little bit less of a learning curve uh, with these guys who are ultra talented that go into Lincoln Riley's system that kind of fits them. And it's something that they've been accustomed to throughout their high school career. And then the third one would be Dante Moore. Like I just talked about, I think he's got an incredible feel for the game. I think at this point, he's probably one of the more ready guys to contribute at the next level from day one. And I guess you could say where they go and the system that they ultimately go into would probably have an effect on whether they are ready to play right away or not. Because like you said, a guy like Caleb Williams as a freshman with that Lincoln Riley offense might be more ready to play than if he were in a different system. Is that same thing, I guess, kind of true? And not that he would have to play because, you know, Caleb Williams seems pretty much set in that spot for next year and years to come. But Malachi Nelson, for example, going into a Lincoln Riley system, you'd think that would make him more ready to play just because of the system that Riley decides to run? Yeah, I think it's all about familiarity. I think it's all about fit. And I think it's about continuity. So I think all those factors kind of come into it. You know, a lot of these guys, I mean, all four of these guys play in a very similar system, shotgun spread offense, RPO type offense. That's the modern day college football offense that we've now seen, uh, which the majority of programs around the country are now running. So I'm really intrigued by Nico Iamaleava. Right now, he's third in that group. I've mentioned previously a dual sport athlete, I believe as well, stands at 6'5", maybe close to 6'6". What makes him such a unique player, being as tall as he is, but only at not, uh, 195 uh, pounds as well? So he might need to you know, maybe add some muscle, add a little bit of weight. How does his body type and his style of play fit the current state of where college football is at? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I mean, I think one, I think, you know, like we talk about him, he's sitting there in the top five. So obviously there's something that we're drawn to. I think the natural arm talent pops off the screen when you watch him in terms of he has a beautiful release, it's smooth, balls out quickly. I think the arm talent is is really second to none in the country in terms of what he can do and then being able to change speeds, play in the short, intermediate part of the field in terms of decision making. It's been quick. And these are all things that we've seen him improve throughout his career. You know, this year, 33 touchdowns, one interception, that completion rating is only at 60%. So that has to improve. But in terms of those flashes that we have seen with Nico, those are now becoming more and more consistent. I think that's what's exciting about him. Now, in terms of him getting to the next level, he's really going to benefit from being in a college weight room, from having that structure. I think he's probably going to need a year to sit or some time to sit in his freshman season. I think that would benefit him a lot going forward. So hopefully he can find the right place. I think all the tools are there. I think that's one of those guys. It's just going to be a little bit more of a process with him. So Cooper, one more for me before I let you go. Moving away from the four of Arch, Malachi Nelson, Dante Moore, and Nico, who are a few guys after them in the rankings that have really stood out to you? And can any of them make a jump and, and maybe push their way into that top group that we've been discussing today? Yeah, I don't know if there's any guys on the outside of the four that we talked about that will maybe move their way up into that into that top group. But I mean, you have to remember, right? Arch is sitting at number one. Okay. And Malachi is sitting at number two, Nico at number five, and Dante at number 15. So you have four quarterbacks within the top 15. That means the second half of the top 32 is still pretty much wide open, right? So the guys after that that are pretty interesting that 
in, in my mind, have a chance to kind of get into that top 25 to 40 spot. I think you look at Jaden Rashada from Pittsburgh uh, as a guy who's a supernatural passer and a guy who's got a really good feel for the game. It's going to be interesting to kind of see him continue to develop. He's done a really good job. Jackson Arnold from Denton Geyers burst on the scene. Really, we heard about him over the camp circuit this summer. Really didn't have a ton of experience. Now is playing really good football in Texas. He's led his team to a 10-1 start. They're making a run in the playoffs. He's done a tremendous job. Uh, the TD to INT ratio has been good. Christopher Vizina is a new name in the in the top 247 from right here in Birmingham in that area in Briarwood. A guy who's a little bit more mobile. Uh, that would fit kind of those offenses that want to do a little bit more with the quarterback in terms of a runner. And then Eli Holstein from Zachary in Louisiana committed to Jimbo Fisher, talked a lot nationally about the job that Texas A&M has done recruiting-wise. Eli Holstein, another guy that the Aggies are really excited about. So I think you look at that group of four, there's a couple guys outside of that. Dylan Lonergan from Georgia, Jabari Johnson up in Washington, Pierce Clarkson, St. John Bosco, all those guys have a chance an opportunity throughout the summer to continue to improve their stock. And just like anything else or the NFL draft, like evaluations change. This is a very fluid process. This is not done by any means whatsoever. So a lot of these guys uh, have a really good opportunity to go make a name for themselves throughout the offseason. And for anyone who's like me in the Northeast and heard Jaden Rashada and Pittsburgh, unfortunately, that's Pittsburgh, California, not Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So who knows? Maybe he might end up in the Northeast, but you got to assume that uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is a long way from home for him in Pittsburgh, California. But look, this 2023 quarterback class, look, it's certainly one with a lot of buzz, a lot of intrigue, and of course, a lot of talent. Make sure to follow their recruitments over at 247sports.com and follow Cooper on Twitter at cpatagna247. Cooper, thanks so much for doing this, man. I really appreciate you. You giving me the time. Thank you, Lance. Appreciate it. As I mentioned before, make sure to throw us those five-star ratings and reviews wherever you get your podcast. For Cooper Protagna, I am Lance Flynn. Thanks for listening to this episode of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.